0: Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome to Da da da, da, da Jesse Treff podcast in the raw, where we have real authentic conversations about your worth. I'm so happy that you are here today. Welcome to or welcome back to this podcast. I am Jesse Treff. I am a Wellness educator and health and wellness coach. And I love to show up here to give you tips and tricks and tools to live your best life, to increase your wellness and quality of life, help you find joy and ways to fall in love with yourself and your life, either again or for the first time, or even to just. Create a feeling of momentum as you continue to enjoy the beautiful life that you are living. So today we are talking about five techniques that I believe can help you manage summer stress. Summertime is such an amazing time of the year. Like we got through last year's holidays. We got through the new year. We got through what I like to call the longest month of the year, which is January. Uh, if you live where it's cold, you finished with winter time. Like the summer is here, the weather is sunny and plants are growing. And even where I live in Florida, like there's a different feeling in summertime. For many of you, or for many of us, summer is a little different than the rest of the year especially for people who have kids who are in school. All of a sudden, your kids are home and everything gets a little crazy and you want to fit in, kids or not, you want to fit in a summer trip or you want to fit in time to the lake or the beach or the pool. You want to see friends that you didn't really have time to see recently. Summer, you want to have like a a drink while sitting on your patio and there's so much you want to do. And there's also this pressure sometimes of you really want to enjoy it because it's summer and you want to live in the moment and you want to make memories and you want to soak it all up. We're going to talk about five different ways to really rein in any stress or anxiety or pressure to live in the moment and really get you to sink down and enter into that present moment mind state, to manage anxieties, to manage stress. So we're going to get into that. But first, a short little update. If you know me or you have been listening to this podcast, you know that I have been searching for an apartment for my husband and I for a couple months now. And we've been living in Miami Beach for 12 years. And searching for an apartment in South Beach, Miami has been crazy because the real estate market is just a little wacky. But I think next week I will be sharing with you what our next step is. Home wise is going to be, and I think I am really excited about it. As far as Jesse Triff, I am excited to keep growing my coaching clientele. I have really loved all my coaching sessions that I've been having with my clients. It's amazing how engaged I feel when talking to these people, how proud I am of the changes and the effort that they put forth into living their best life and getting more wellness and joy in their life and tackling uh, barriers. It's amazing to support these people in this way. I think it's really cool that I'm coaching now because I've been a massage therapist for almost 20 years and I've coached people with their bodies with... Being in tune with where they feel pain and to when they do feel pain to really address that pain and not just like let it keep getting worse. And now, as I'm coaching people in their mental health and in their wellness, it's so cool to move from the body to the mind and finding ways to massage the mind to work for your benefit. So, I'm really excited that my coaching practice is growing. In addition to my coaching practice, There's the education aspect of what I'm bringing for you. The education that I'm bringing is mainly focused around health and wellness, how to shift your mindset, some tools to help you figure out ways to show up for yourself and others in a healthy way. A lot of times we just need some new tools. We may see where we make things harder than they need to be. And we don't know how to move forward in a more helpful way. So uh, I'm going to continue to bring you tools to make that easier. So on that note, let's get into today's topic. The five summer stress management techniques to help you bring yourself into the present moment are... One, the emotional freedom technique, two, progressive muscle relaxation, three, breath work, four, prayer and or meditation, and five, binaural beats. So those are the five that we're going to go over today. And I have tried all of these. I have experienced all of these and their effect on my body and my mind. And I'll share a little bit of that with you with each one. But keep in mind, your experience will be your own. And like I've said since the beginning of Jesse Triff, self-care is self-discovery. As you are trying these things, you may find that you don't like one. You may find that you love another one. You may find that one triggers you and it really gets you to move into a healing of past trauma. You may find that one helps you for five minutes and then you have to like, and then you start to feel anxiety again. As you do this self-care of managing your stress, you are discovering more about yourself. You're discovering what helps you manage stress and what helps you feel better. And that is so important to know. It is so essential to a good life to know what it is that helps you feel better. So these are five tools, five techniques. So let's start with the emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. And if you've never heard of this before, it is based on the meridians in the body so like in acupuncture in shiatsu in traditional chinese medicine there's these meridians that run through the body and they're like energy lines but also there is even physiological like in your body there are different uh, like more nerve receptors in these meridian lines so the emotional freedom technique focuses on the endpoints of some of these meridian lines, and I'm oversimplifying, but so emotional freedom technique or tapping is a sequence of tapping with your fingers on different parts of your body while you say some statements. Some research with the emotional freedom technique, there's actually been a lot of research and it is so interesting because with all of this research, it's really been proven that emotional freedom technique is extremely effective. Not only is it effective with managing like a little bit of anxiety, but it's also effective in depression, anxiety, moving through trauma. So if you like when there's deep trauma, emotional freedom technique really can help to move you through the uncomfortable emotions and really to even bring them up so that you can move through them. But what we're talking about today is emotional freedom technique just to to move you more into the present moment. Summarizing the findings of this meta-analysis, which is like, a bunch of different studies were reviewed and piled together. This meta-analysis found that, one, tapping has a proven effect on moving through a traumatic event when you're an adult. So you had a traumatic event, you're an adult now, and tapping has been scientifically proven to effectively move that adult through that traumatic event, leading to further healing and a feeling of authority in your life. And two, EFT helps a person to understand their emotion that they're feeling and how to, allows them to understand how to handle that emotion in a positive manner. So that being said, tapping, the emotional freedom technique or tapping is excellent technique when you're feeling overwhelmed. It's an amazing technique when you're feeling stressed or you feel like there's a day or an experience that just didn't isn't going or didn't go the way that you wanted it to and you just feel kind of yucky or you feel upset that nobody came to your party or you feel discouraged because you forgot your kid's birthday was coming up and they don't have the toy. You just have these like yucky emotions maybe in this summertime season and you really want to get back and feeling good so that you can enjoy these days. Tapping is an amazing technique to be able to Move through those emotions, understand where they came from, and deal with them in a positive way. So what does tapping look like? How do you do tapping? So if you're really interested in this one, I would recommend going to YouTube and searching tapping session or emotional freedom technique session, DIY, anything like that. You can follow a YouTube video while you do this. But generally what it is, is you start with a statement that's like, even though I forgot my kid's birthday, I deeply and completely accept myself. And you tap your fingers of one hand on the outside of your other hand. And I know this is hard to visualize, but it's just where I'm just going to give you a little review. So as you're tapping on the outer palm of one hand with your fingers of the other hand, you say, even though I forgot my kid's birthday, I deeply and completely accept myself. And then you move on to some other points. You repeat that phrase like three times while you're tapping on your hand. And then you move to some other points and you kind of expand on that feeling that you feel. So you'll move to the inside of your eyebrows with both fingers or even one finger and say, this guilty feeling. And then you tap on your inner eyebrows and you say, this guilty feeling. And then after you do that for a little while, then you move to the outside of your eyebrows, like the outside of your eye, almost on your temple. And you're like, this feeling like I'm a bad parent. This feeling like I, this, I'm this i a bad parent while you tap on your inner eyebrow. And then after you do that for a bit, I think like 12 times maybe, I don't know, I'm just pulling that out of a hat. And then you move to below your eye, like kind of on the top of your cheekbone and you go with a new one on that feeling that maybe came up and you're like, this feeling that I've failed. And then you tap for a while, this feeling that I've failed. And then after that, then you go to below your nose, but above your lips, that little like kiss point. And then you tap there, like this feeling like I'm not good enough. This feeling that I'm not good enough for the people I love. And you can move it to whatever statement you feel, but if you tap on one statement and then move to a new statement at the new tapping point. So you're tapping below your nose and above your lips, This feeling that I feel the ones I love or whatever it is. Then you move to below your lip, like kind of on your chin. And you tap a new one. This feeling, I can't succeed at anything. This feeling, I can't succeed on your chin. Tap on your chin. And then move to a new one and you're going to go to your collarbone, like kind of below your collarbone. And you'll tap there, this horrible, guilty feeling. This horrible, guilty feeling. And what you're doing is you're really feeling that emotion. You're allowing that emotion to move through your body. You're not suppressing it. You're really feeling what it feels like and digging into it. This horrible, guilty feeling while you're tapping below your collarbone. And then you tap like kind of on the outside of your ribs below your armpit. And you tap and you tap and you say... This feeling i just not showing up. This feeling I can't show up for myself and others. This feeling that I can't show up. And then you tap under your armpit, kind of on your ribs. And then you move to the last one, which is at the top and the center of your head. Like just at the very, very top of your head. Like the crown chakra. And you tap on the top there just with like one hand. Or you can use two hands, whatever feels good. And you say a final phrase. And you say... This feeling I don't love my kid or something like that. This feeling that I don't have enough love to give. This feeling I don't have enough love. And you move through that session and you feel that emotion. And emotional freedom technique is so powerful. Like I've done this when I've just felt yucky or I've been processing emotions. And it's got me tearing up. It's got me triggered. It's got me feeling like I'm just like releasing things. And it's got me to dig into emotions in a way where I'll move through an emotion and under and have clarity and see a even deeper emotion underneath the surface one that I was feeling. So it really allows you to tap into your body's intelligence and to show up for yourself. So after you do that one, and you may need to repeat that quote unquote negative emotion, Emotions aren't really negative because they're really just trying to tell us something. But of course, the emotion that we went through with that fake tapping session was more of a lower vibration. It was a a difficult emotion, a hard one to feel. It doesn't feel good. So first, you may need to move through that emotion that doesn't feel good for one or two or three, however many rounds you need to go through with all that tapping. But then you can move into a a round where you're bringing in what you do want to feel. So then you'll tap the outside of your palm and you'll say, even though I'm an amazing parent, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I'm an amazing parent, I deeply and completely accept myself. And then you'll move on to the different taps and you'll say this feeling of success, this feeling of showing up, this feeling of being dependable, this feeling of pride, this feeling of of love. And then you'll move through those positive feelings. So that is the emotional freedom technique. And that's just a general overall summary of what a session feels like. And the thing with emotional freedom technique is part of the power comes from actually saying these things out loud. And when I first started to learn this technique, I kind of shied away from that because I was like, oh, how can I do this? Oh, somebody's going to hear what I'm saying. Oh, I don't want everybody to know my internal world. But (laughs) any resistance that you have is worth it to find a way to move through that resistance because of how powerful and effective of this technique is. So it, you really do need to be able to say these things out loud because it's helping you to hear it in your auditory sense. You're hearing it, you're feeling it, you're touching your body, you're moving your lips, and it's so overall involving your entire body. Okay, so that is, (laughs) I could talk about this technique for quite a long time. I'm in the middle of reading a book on the emotional freedom technique, and I really plan to continue working on mastering this technique so that I can bring it to other people. Right now, I'm just using it on myself. So that is the emotional freedom technique. That is number one. So the second one is progressive muscle relaxation. And Progressive muscle relaxation is very interesting and it is very easy to do. What this is is it's kind of like if you tense up your body and then you let it go. And we'll go into a little more detail. But what about a little bit of research on progressive muscle relaxation? This one I didn't find as much research, but I didn't really dig for too long. But the study I found on this one was done on college students, like first semester college students who were really stressed and anxious with their studies and getting into school. So they had them do this progressive muscle relaxation. And what they found was there was actually a proven decrease in cortisol. Cortisol is the hormone that is like our stress hormone. So these college students who practice this progressive muscle relaxation actually had a physiological decrease in their cortisol. And they found that it helped to lower their anxiety, it lowered their depression, And it helped their sleep. Uh, They felt like their adrenaline wasn't so high. They felt like they could manage their studies better. I like this one if you are really busy one day or like something happens that was really stressful and you just can't shake it. Like if you almost hit a deer. Or if you you held a huge party and you were on adrenaline and running all around and like cutting watermelon and grilling hot dogs and running around children and some kid fell in the pool and there was like some kind of injury or something like that and you were running around all day and you can't just shut it off but you want to enjoy this night or you want to get back in your summer mindset for tomorrow because you have a day at the beach or something like that but you have all this stress built up and you feel like you were just like running for your life all day. That's where I see progressive muscle relaxation really helpful or if you're just like ruminating, and you have so much anxiety, and you just can't shake it, and your shoulders are tense, and your whole body is tense, that is also what I think progressive muscle relaxation would be really helpful for. So, and also another interesting thing with this, and I keep repeating this story whenever I talk about progressive muscle relaxation, but, it could, but it's because it helps me make sense of it in my mind. So, you know when, like, let's say there's a zebra in a field in Africa, and and a lion finds this zebra, and he's like, "Oh, that zebra looks so delicious! I'm gonna chase that zebra down, and I'm gonna eat him." So the zebra, so the, the lion starts chasing the zebra, and the zebra's running for his life, and he really doesn't want to die because he has a summer party tomorrow with his zebra friends. So he's running for his life, and his adrenaline is is so high, and he's and the lion just can't catch him, and the lion's like, "Screw it! I'm gonna go have like, I guess I'm gonna eat, be eating bark for lunch, whatever." So. So the zebra finally gets away, but he was just chased for a lion and he was almost going to be that lion's dinner. So he, what's he going to do when he realizes he got away? He isn't just going to stop running and keep walking to his friends. He's actually going to spend a lot of time shaking. Like he's going to shake. He's going to shake so hard and just like shake it all off. You'll see him. He's like shaking off the adrenaline and the stress of that run for his life. When do we shake? When do we shake off a stressful situation? When do we, you know, stop what we're doing, stop the stress, stop the stress, stop the go and sit there and just like shake it all off? When do we do that? Not very often. I actually do it more. Like sometimes when something stressful happens, I'll just like shake a little bit. But progressive muscle relaxation is a form of that. It's not just standing there and shaking, which also feels good, and I would recommend that. But progressive muscle relaxation is where you actually lay down and tense a part of your body. You tense one muscle group. So, for example, you'll inhale and you'll tense or contract or flex really strongly a muscle group. So let's say it's going to be your legs. So really tense and relax your butt and your thighs and your legs and squeeze them really, really hard for like five to 10 seconds and you're inhaling. So you're like, and then exhale and suddenly release the tension, like release the tension, like quickly, not slowly. So you're inhaling, inhaling, tense, 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 tight, 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 and then release it all as you breathe out really quickly. And then give yourself like 10 to 20 seconds to just relax and do it again. Either move to another area or do the same area a few times. It doesn't really matter. But you're breathing in while you're tensing a part of your body. And then you quickly untense and release as you breathe out. And you move through your entire body and you do it with your shoulders. The shoulders and the neck is a really good one because we hold so much stress there. So you breathe in and you hunch your shoulders and squeeze your neck and hunch your shoulders really high and squeeze your neck and then let it all go and release and breathe out. And you do it a few times. And really what it's doing is it's cueing your body to stop the stress response. To stop fighting, to stop fight or flight. It gets you back into your parasympathetic nervous system, your calm state. And these feelings, the stressful feelings, start to be able to flow out of those muscle groups, because your muscles are holding that stress. They are holding a tense position. So when you do the progressive muscle relaxation, it actually is telling those muscles clench and release. You're done now. It's intentional. So this technique is amazing, especially if you're having a hard time falling asleep because you may be having a hard time falling asleep because you're still in go, go, go. So if, you, if that's something that you experience doing this progressive muscle relaxation, even while you're sleeping in bed, well, not sleeping, even while you're laying in bed and trying to get to sleep, it can really help your body get to a point of relaxation and calm. So that is the second one. And you can look up a YouTube video on any of these things. Uh, This one, you can even just look up a YouTube, uh, Google, you can Google progressive muscle relaxation, and it'll give you like a quick little how to on how to do it. But this one's so easy. It's so easy to do. All right. So that is that one. So now let's move on to the third one. So the third technique for managing summer stress that I am recommending for you today is breath work. I know I've mentioned breath work quite a lot on this podcast, and I'm sticking to it because I love breath work. There are so many different ways to do breath work. Like there's countless ways to incorporate breath breathing into your stress management and the research studies on this technique are insane there are so many and they're all pro breath work they're all showing the effectiveness on breath work but The study that I looked at was a simple one on how breath control can change your life, a systematic review on psychophysiological correlations of slow breathing. So what this study found is that slow breathing techniques enhance uh, your nervous system. Activity. So it'll help get you back in a calm, nervous state. And it also helps with thinking and stress management and moods and how you function. Even your cortisol again comes up, your cortisol decreases. Breath work, especially slow breathing, helps with emotional control, psychological well-being. It does this in two ways, this study found. One is actually the regulation of the internal body systems and states. So the breath work actually works with your hormone system, your organs, your, musculos- your muscles, and your, your, breath- your lungs, your lungs the slow breathing actually works with all those internal body components but the other interesting thing that this study found was that even just the air going in and outside of your nose has an effect on the olfactory bulb so like the the it your olfactory bulb is inside your nose so even just that tunes the activity In that area of your body. So even just the air coming in and out has an effect on your stress management and anxiety and mood and thinking and all of that stuff. Even just the air going in and out. So I think that's wild. So... Like I said, there are so many different ways you can practice breath breath work, but if you've never thought about your breath, just take it easy in the beginning. Just instead of feeling stressed, just start breathing deeply and breathing slowly. But I want to walk you through one that I really like because it shows you how the air and the oxygen can feel in your body and all the different areas of your torso that air can go. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through this breathing technique where you, you're breathing in this entire time, but you're starting with breathing into your belly. And then you start bringing that same inhale of breath up into your ribs. And then you bring that same inhale of breath up into your chest. So it's the same inhale, but you're bringing it in to different parts of your body and then we'll move through breathing it out. So and you like with the awesome thing about breath work is that you can do it anywhere and you can do it anytime. Nobody needs to know that you're doing some breath work. You don't need to set aside half an hour in a dark space to do breath work. You can literally do it when you're pushing your shopping cart around the grocery store. You can do it while you're parked in your driveway. You can do it while you're sitting around the campfire talking to your friends. You can do breath work at any time. And even with one or two breaths, you're already starting to feel better and to let go of stress or let go of some anxiety. And you're you're already getting into a more relaxed present moment state. All right, so I want you to take one deep breath to start without moving us into our body. Let's take a couple deep breaths. I like to breathe through pursed lips because it makes me breathe out a little longer. So now I want you to try to breathe in pretty slowly. And as you're breathing in, I want you to put that air in your belly. And then move that air up into your ribs. And expand your ribs. And then expand your chest with that same air. And then as you breathe out, cave in your chest or let your chest release that air. Then let your ribs release that air. And then let your tummy release that air. So I don't know how much air you can breathe in and out, but I'm gonna estimate. So let's do that again. Breathe in to your belly, and then into your ribs, flying them out, and then into your chest, expanding your chest, as big as it can go, and then breathe out. Breathe the air out of your chest, breathe the air out of your ribs, and out of your lower belly one more time breathe into your lower belly into your ribs expanding your ribcage and into your chest and as you finish inhaling think about that air filling up your neck and your head and expanding towards the sky and then bring that air back in start breathing out letting it out of your chest letting it out of your ribs, letting it out of your lower belly and squeeze your lower belly, (sighs) squeeze all the air out. And that's an example of a breath work that you can do. What I like about that one is it makes me pay attention to where I'm putting the air in my body which gets me into the present moment. I can't think about my stresses. I can't think about what I have to do. I can't think about other things when I'm thinking about breathing in and out and where I'm putting that air in my body. If that one seems a little bit difficult for you and your body and you're having a hard time controlling where the air is going in in your body, you can do a box breath where you can even start with, let's start with four. So you breathe in for four. Hold it for four three, four, breathe out for four, one, two, three, four, hold your breath out for four. One, two, three, four. in for four, one, two, three, et cetera, et cetera. So you're really doing a box breath that you're doing four or six or eight for each one of those. Breathe in, hold, breathe out, hold for all the same seconds for each one. So that's breath work. And one more thing about breath work is that you really can't do it wrong. Like, as long as you're paying attention to your breath and starting to breathe deeper and slower, you can't do it wrong. So just try it. See what you like. See if this one helps you get back into the present moment and let go of some of that stress. So on to the next one. So the next one is prayer and meditation. And I put these into the same category because for me personally, in my life, they're very similar. For you, they may not be similar, but pick one, pick both, whatever you want. Both prayer and meditation calm your nervous system. They work in a special area of your brain, especially prayer works with the limbic system. It gives this sense of Connection and belonging that really nothing else can accomplish. So, with prayer and meditation, your nervous system calms down. It shuts down your fight or flight response. It can make you less reactive to negative emotions and less angry. And the biggest difference with pr- prayer and meditation, I found this interesting. So, you whether or not you agree with this, I thought this was interesting. So prayer is kind of more of a conversation. Like a like prayer is making your requests or opening up gratitude to someone, something to the all-powerful. So it's more of a conversation, thanking and And asking and looking for comfort and having this conversation with God. And meditation, maybe it's more like a reflection or a feeling of connection without actually having a conversation. It's more like an observation. So there are two different things in this kind of overview or concept that I found while looking up the similarities and differences. But both of them Facilitate a feeling of connection, of something bigger, of meaning, of love, support, divinity, guidance. And they really, both of them really bring a feeling of peace and calm, which is hugely influential in our stress levels. So, if you are feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed, really starting to include a prayer practice or a meditation practice into your daily life, somewhere maybe in the morning or in the evening or randomly throughout the day, it really doesn't matter. It's what works for you. But including a meditation or prayer practice. There's no way that it cannot help you with your stress levels. It activates the parasympathetic nervous system. It helps you manage emotions. It decreases cortisol. And like we said, it really creates a feeling of connection of something bigger. So that one is a short one, but really, really huge. So prayer and meditation to manage summer stress levels and help you live in the moment. And another, one more thing about prayer prayer and meditation is just that we had a podcast a few weeks ago on gratitude and I feel like prayer and meditation really help us feel that gratitude. We express thanks for who we are, that we're here, what we're given, what we're experiencing. And the more gratitude we feel, the more gratitude we express and experience, the less room there is for that stress, that anxiety, that overwhelm. There's less room for it. So that is the fourth one. And lastly, the fifth one, This one is kind of fun and kind of unique and really easy to do at any time and I have found that I love to use this one randomly especially while I'm working and seeing just the uh, unconscious benefits of using this one. So this is binaural beats. If you have not heard of binaural beats they are a type of music. They're a form of auditory beat stimulation so they're hearing they're a rhythm and it stimulates the mind the brain waves it's where two tones that vary slightly in frequency are played into each ear so they're great if you use them with headphones because they're really pushing these frequencies and tones differently in each ear. And this creates an auditory illusion of a third tone. So it creates in your ears, in your hearing, the illusion of a third tone or frequency. So it's almost like a a magic thing happens. (laughs) Binaural beats of certain frequencies have a modest positive effect on memory, attention, pain perception, and relaxation. So these different binaural beats have different focuses. There's binaural beats for managing pain. There's binaural beats for focus, for sleep, for stress management, for depression, for anxiety, for waking up, for going to sleep. There's binaural beats with a focus for all sorts of different things. So binaural beats work because with all the frequencies and the tones that they're doing they're actually focusing on certain brain waves so there's and I don't know a lot about brain waves so this is pretty vague but there's like theta and alpha and delta waves so the different binaural beats focus on increasing or decreasing certain waves and when you listen to binaural beats the brain almost wants to kind of synchronize to or match what it is hearing so when these different brainwave frequencies are introduced it changes the mental activity or it changes the brain activity so it's really interesting Now as for research studies and evidence that binaural beats work, quote unquote, it's kind of mixed, like there's some that support it, there's some that don't, but in my personal experience, I have found it to be extremely calming and helpful when I want to relax, like shut it down at the end of the day, or when I'm trying to get to sleep, or especially when I'm trying to kind of like focus. So a lot of times I'll play it when I'm reading or I'm working on schoolwork. So there have been a few really interesting studies, I find these interesting, where they played binaural beats for people before they were going into like a dentist appointment or an operation. They played binaural beats for these people. So for example, this one study of 104 patients undergoing an elective surgery, so like a not life-threatening surgery, found that receiving binaural beats using this certain delta frequency, it significantly reduced their anxiety before surgery. So that is really cool. So if it reduces your anxiety before you're going in for surgery, it will probably reduce your anxiety before you go on your huge picnic or before you go on your fishing trip or before you take your kids to camp. So it will probably reduce your anxiety And I include this one last because it's the one that has the least amount of research and the least amount of support. But it's also kind of new, I believe. And I really like this one. And it's so easy to do. Like you can just go on YouTube or you can go on iTunes or whatever music you listen to and just pump in binaural beats. And it's spelled B-I-N-A-U-R-A-L beats. Binaural beats—it's like two hearing beats. So, I include this one last because, like, I personally really love it, and I sort of would like to know if you find a use in it. Like, (laughs) just try it and let me know. What do you think about binaural beats? Do you like them? Put your headphones in and give it a shot. Sometimes it just makes me—they just make me feel so good, like almost like meditation. I love listening to binaural beats. While I'm doing some kind of like meditation combined with deep breathing. So these different things can sometimes be, especially these last three, prayer, meditation, uh, binaural beats, and deep breathing can all really be combined as well. So those are the five summer stress management techniques that maybe would help you live in the present moment during this fun, exciting, beautiful weather, sunny Fun season, and again, they are emotional freedom technique, which is tapping, the progressive muscle relaxation, which is tensing your body, breath work, meditation, and prayer, and binaural beats. There are so many more methods to manage stress, to manage anxiety, to get back in the present moment, to live in the now. There are countless techniques, and all of this is a practice of mindfulness. It's all a practice of being aware of where you are and really enjoying this gift of life that we're given. And sometimes just having practical tips is super helpful. So I encourage you to try one of these this week, at least one, and enjoy how it makes you shift from stress into a more calm demeanor. And also this summer, just really take off your shoes and rub your feet in the grass and ground down into this beautiful life that we have there's our podcast for today. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Until then, stay shiny and fill your heart with gratitude because that is what I am working on doing too. I love you all and thanks for being here. Ciao!